0: No.
1: This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Thank you for joining us. And this show is going to be recorded now to be played back on Tuesday, the 12th
0: of November.
1: So if you're hearing this show on the 12th of November at 7 p.m., please uh, you can call in, but you will not you'll uh, be able to listen and not but not ask questions at this time. So ladies and gentlemen, with an attitude of gratitude, I want to w- welcome you. Especially, I want to have an attitude of gratitude for all our veterans, first responders, police officers, uh, because they put their lives on the line every day. And you know that an attitude of gratitude makes you happier but do you know it also makes you healthier. So with an attitude of gratitude on this Veterans Day, I want to thank all our vets for their, their service. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So lots of things are happening this week, ladies and gentlemen. I did have the opportunity to meet Fred Balacci in person uh, during one of his book signings, and he truly is an inspirational gentleman. Uh, he definitely uh, walks the talk, and he is keeping his weight down. And even though he's traveling on his book tour, and his book is The Restaurant Diet, How to Lose Weight, and, and even though you eat out every night. Uh, so he practices what he preaches, and he has uh, had some good turnouts, and I was very fortunate to meet him. And we will have him back again, uh, along with Frank Pagliafko, and Say No to Alcohol program. The no being K-N-O-W, that being said, uh, just didn't know when to stop. But it was a pleasure to meet Fred. And uh, we've had some great reports about our program on the, on the Megaspore uh, probiotic. Uh, it looks like a lot of you are trying it, and uh, if it works as good as it, with you as it did with me and all the studies that were that are on that site, uh, you're going to really feel good. And we're going to continue talking about probiotics today because, uh, you know, you can do everything right in your life, uh, but your, your gut is really important. It's your second brain. 80-some percent of your immunity is there, so if we don't take care of our gut and we do all these other fancy things, uh, you know... What good is it? so before we get to today's topic, let me um uh, drill down on the flu and and another report about steroid shots for knee pain. Uh, so lots of you have been offered uh, non fda approval or non fda approved treatments for your for your knee. And some of you have not been offered any natural alternatives. Well, if you have arthritis, there's a good chance you have been offered steroids. In fact, a lot of uh, orthopedics and uh, pain medicine doctors will encourage you to get that steroid shot. And uh, let's face it, there's... uh, You know, they run upwards around $300 per shot, so why wouldn't uh, the doctor want to give you one? But, you know, it keeps coming out that they don't work, and they possibly could hurt you. So let's just take a look at what I just said in the latest research, because it proves that a common first-line treatment is sort of a joke. It just doesn't work. So, you know, I would say the doctors in my profession, the medical doctors and osteopathic physicians, have used steroid shots as a go-to treatment for knee pain forever. And, and for about that long, we've known they just don't work very well. So a new study shows the real price of these injections. Among patients given intra-articular corticosteroid injections for knee or hip pain, suffer from serious complications that lead to A, more pain, B, less function, C, worse deterioration, and get this, faster arthritis progression, faster arthritis progression. The last problem was the most common, and probably I would say is the worst. About 6% of patients suffer from exhilarated progression of their arthritis. There are other side effects too, fractures, loss of blood flow to the joint and joint destruction. So that's like a triple ouch. And what do you get for all those risks? Not a lot. One analysis a couple years back found that the shots do nothing for pain in 56% of patients and nothing for physical function in 64% of patients. Among the rest, the response rate is only slightly higher than that you get from a placebo, which means uh, sugar and water. And even then, the benefits did not last. They're gone within six months. So what do you have? What can you do? Well, you need to see a naturopathic physician. You need to someone see someone who offers prolotherapy, uh, which helps the knee to re- rejuvenate rather than to tear it down. And you may even want to start, start ingesting some collagen, like UC2 collagen. It's really been proven to be effective, uh, more so than the combination of glucosamine and chondroitin. So um, you could also add in some curcumin and boswellia. Uh, but I would stay away from the corticosteroid shots because they have been proven time and time again to be Absolutely not good. and actually can cause some harm. Next week, I want to bring you some new uh, research from China about an an Alzheimer's drug that actually works. Uh, As you know, most of the drugs uh, here in America now do nothing. They may uh, control it for a while, but there's no cure. So we'll talk about that next week. John Rappaport, who is an investigative journalist, uh, has a uh, blog out today called Drilling Down into the Flu Deceptions. And most of you who have listened to me for the past five years know I am not a advocate of the flu shot because of the, all the uh, ingredients that it contains. It always contains last year's flu viruses. It contains formaldehyde which is mercury, and, and you can't really even tell how much mercury it is now because Google has just about washed anything natural off its search engine. But it's about 2,500 times more than what the EPA allows in, a, in your lifetime, and you get it in one shot. And there was a study in JAMA a few years back, maybe 20 years back, that showed that seniors who uh, received three flu injections, per, one per year for three years, at an increased rate of heart attacks. But it's hard to come across that journal anymore and and that you can't search for it because uh, Google has just wiped anything natural off its search engine. But, uh, you know, we are indoctrinated with these ads on television. Go get your free flu shot. Well, when you hear what the statistics show, not what the advertisers want you to know, Public health agencies like the U.S. Centers for Disease Control are are on board with pushing the lies about the flu vaccine. So here's what John Rappaport says. He says, uh, I posted this before in the category of how can that be true? If that were true, then everything I've been told and everything I've believed is incredibly false. And that's the problem for many people. They would rather hold on to a falsehood then shift allegiance to the truth when the truth makes them view authority figures in a whole new light. And remember, lies are believed a 100 times more than truths. So John says, buckle up, here we go. The first issue is how many people in the U.S. die from flu er- every year? Well, the CBC used to now, used to, not now, issued a fi- the figure of 36,000. Then they modified that estimate when it was finally challenged, they equivocated, quote, flu seasons are unpredictable and can be severe. Over a period of 30 years, between 1976 and 2006, estimates of flu-associated deaths in the United States range from a low of 3,000 to a high of 49,000 people, unquote. However, in December of 2005, in the British Medical Journal Online, they published a shocking report by uh, Peter Dushi, D-O-S-H-I. And this created tremors through the halls of the CDC. And here's a quote from Dr. Dushi, Quote, are U.S. flu death figures more PR than science? British Medical Journal's 2005 Number 331, for page 1412, Acor- still quoting, According to CDC statistics, influenza and pneumonia took 62,034 lives in 2001 and 61,770 lives, uh, which were attributable to pneumonia, to pneumonia and 257 to flu, and only 18 cases was the flu virus positively identified. Did you get that out of all of that? Only 18. That's a boom. You see, the CDC created one overall category that combined both flu and pneumonia deaths. And why they do this? Because they disingenuously assume that the pneumonia deaths are are complications stemming from the flu. But that is a, a that you can't make that assumption it's absurd pneumonia has a, a number of other causes not just the flu but even worse in all the flu and pneumonia deaths only 18 revealed the presence of influenza virus therefore the CDC would not say with assurance that more than 18 people died of influenza in 2001 not the 36,000 18 deaths so Dr. Touche continued his assessment of the published C D C flu death statistics. Instead it says that between nineteen seventy nine and two thousand and one, the C D C data shows an average of one thousand three hundred and forty-eight flu deaths per year. These figures refer-, refer to flu separated alpha pneumonia, but it's still quite below the parroted figure of thirty six thousand, right? However, when you add the sensible condition that lab tests have to actually find the flu virus in patients, the number of flu deaths would plummet even further. In other words, it's promotion, hype, and uncertainty. Well, we've said 36,000 people die from the flu every year in the United States, but actually it's probably closer to 20. Who knows? However, we can't admit that because if we did, we'd be exposing our gigantic Lay up the whole campaign to scare people into getting a flu shot would have about the same effect as warning people to carry iron umbrellas in case toasters fall out of the upper story windows. And by the way, we'd be put in prison for that fraud. Now, Dr. Doshi is a world-renowned virologist. And uh, he has another issue. How many patients and people diagnosed with flu really have the flu? Peter Doshi, again, writing in the British Medical Journal Online, reveals another monstrosity, as he says. He states that every year, hundreds of thousands of respiratory samples are taken from flu patients in the United States and tested in labs. Here's the kicker. Only a small percentage of these samples show the presence of a flu virus. What does that mean? It means that most of the people in America who are diagnosed by doctors with the flu have no flu virus in their bodies. Ergo, they don't have the flu. Therefore, even if you assume the flu vaccine is useful and safe, it could possibly prevent all these flu cases that aren't flu cases. How could it do it? The vaccine couldn't possibly work. The vaccine isn't designed to prevent fake flu unless pigs comply. Now, here's an exact quote from Doshi's uh, British Medical Journal Review. Quote, influenza marketing vaccines by how? Marketing disease. Even the ideal influenza vaccine matched perfectly to circulating strains strains of wild influenza and capable of stopping all influenza viruses can only deal with a small part of the flu problem because most flu appears to have nothing to do with influenza. Influenza. Every year, hundreds of thousands of respiratory samples are tested across the U.S. Of those tested, hear this, on average, 16 percent fa- are found to be influenza positive. It's no wonder so many people feel that flu shots don't work. For most flu shots, so for most flus, they can't work because the most diagnosed diagnosed cases of the flu aren't the flu. Okay, so we're giving a vaccine for a disease that doesn't really exist. So even if you're a true believer in the vaccine theory, and I know a lot of people are because they're bombarded with all these ads on television and their doctors, uh, the young docs out there are not critically thinking about this. and They're afraid to challenge the insurance companies. So if you believe it, you're on the short end of the stick. And you're getting your socks conned off. Do you remember the flu, the swine flu epidemic? In the summer of 2009, the swine flu epidemic was hyped up to the sky by the CDC. The agency was calling for all Americans to take the swine flu vaccine. How many of you remember that? The problem was the CDC was concealing a scandal. Some of you may know the uh, investigative reporter, Cheryl Atkinson, she's incredible. She was working on the swine flu story and she discovered that the CDC had secretly stopped counting U.S. cases of the illness while, of course, continuing to warn Americans about its unchecked spread. Understand the CDC's main job is counting cases and reporting numbers. So what was it up to? Well, Cheryl Atkinson was interviewed uh, by John Rappaport in 2009 and he, he uh talked to her about spearheading the coverage of the so-called swine flu epidemic, and he said, you discovered that in the summer of 2009, the Center for Disease Control, ignoring their federal mandate, stopped counting swine flu viruses in America, yet they continue to stir up fear about the pandemic without having any real measure of its impact. Wasn't that another investigation of yours that was shut down? Wasn't there more to find out? And Cheryl Atkinson says, The implications of the story were even worse than that. We discovered through our freedom of information efforts that before the CDC mysteriously stopped counting swine flu cases, they had learned that almost none of the cases they had counted as swine flu was, in fact, swine flu or any sort of flu at all. The interest in the story from a CBS executive was very enthusiastic. He said it was the most original story he had ever seen on the whole swine flu epidemic. This is Atkinson talking. But others pushed to stop it after it was published on the CBS News website. And in the end, no, CBS News broadcast wanted to touch it. Cheryl Atkinson says, we aired numerous stories pumping up the idea of an epidemic, but not the one that would shed the original, would shed original new light on this hype. Okay. They were pumping up the swine flu vaccine, and there was no swine flu. So at that time, ladies and gentlemen, it was routine for doctors all over America to send blood samples from patients diagnosed with swine flu, or most likely swine flu patients, or, mo- or most likely. you know, if, if you thought they had the swine flu, you send it to a lab for testing, and overwhelmingly, those samples were coming back with the result of not swine flu or, or any other kind of flu. The CDC kept that as a secret, and Cheryl Atkinson discovered that. You know, it does get a little bit worse, and then we'll clear, wrap this up because about three weeks after Atkinson's findings were published on CBS News website, the CBC, obviously in panic, decided to double down. If If one lie is exposed, tell an even bigger one, and a much bigger one. So here from D- November 12, 2009, WebMD article is the CDC's response, quote, shockingly 14 million to 34 million U.S. residents, the CDC's best guess is 22 million, came down with H1N1 swine flu by October 17, 2009. Uh, that should make your eyes roll pop because they actually stopped counting. In the summer of 2009, The CDC secretly stops counting swine flu cases in America because of the overwhelming percentage of lab tests from likely swine flu patients showed no sign of swine flu. In fact, no other kind of flu at all. There was no swine flu epidemic. How did they come up with the 22 million? So do you want to believe your government, your CDC would never lie on important matters? You think they wouldn't lie about vaccines causing autos- autism? Uh, I recommend uh you read uh, no more fake news.com John Rappaport, really thorough investigative reporter. They've tried to shut him down various times, but uh he keeps coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh Today, we're we're brought to you by Cryo Naples, and uh, here's a little ad from them. This is Dr. Ron Repesee of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz. Cool Cryo Spa, is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs at the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryo Sauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesi now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665. Located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the New World Beast Row Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. That's Dr. Ron. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've, we have talked uh, with uh, Tim uh, from uh, Megaspor Microbiome about probiotics. Let's just uh, summarize a few things about probiotics because they do hold the key. Not for just better health and a stronger immune system, but also for healing digestive issues. Remember we talked about leaky gut, leaky gut leads to leaky brain. So therefore, they do help mental health illnesses and neurological disorders like Parkinson's disease. And research is coming out all the time about the benefits of probiotics. And uh, it is incredible what we're finding out about the microbiome of the gut. So, the first and most overlooked reason that our digestive tr- tract is critical to our health is because eighty percent of your entire, eighty percent of your entire immune system is located in your digestive tract. That's an astan- uh, astounding percentage, wouldn't you say? Whoever thought, uh, who you know, I'm fifty-five years out of medical school. We weren't taught about the immune system being in the gut. We weren't taught about the gut being the second brain. In addition to the impact on our our immune system, our digestive system is the second largest part of our neurological system. Think of that. It is called our enteric nervous system and is located in our gut. And as I said, that is why it's called the second brain. So many people with health issues such as thyroid imbalances, chronic fatigue, joint pain, psoriasis, autism, and many other conditions, do not realize that these illnesses originate in the gut. If these uh, issues and many others are connected to our gut health, then what elements are essential for digestive health? Consider this. According to the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, that's the NIDDK, upward of 60 to 70 million Americans are affected by digestive diseases. 236,000 U.S. citizens die of digestive-related diseases every year. At 1.9 are disabled because of digestive diseases. And guess what? Digestive disease and disorders cost a hundred billion with a B, hundred billion dollars a year. So like s- some numbers just to blow your mind, 70 million Americans suffer from digestive diseases. There's been at least 40 diseases linked to bacterial imbalance and these include depression, arthritis, irritable bowel system, irritable bowel syndrome and cancer. As I said, 60 to 80% of your immune system is located in the gut. And there's anywhere between 500 and 2,000 different microorganisms in the gut. Our bodies are more bacteria than human cells. Our bodies have 10 times more microbes than human cells. Gut bacteria create 95% of the body's serotonin. Kind of staggering, wouldn't you say? Yet poor gut health affects much greater numbers than these statistics illustrate. And the many toxins we're subjected, subjected to today decreased digestive function, affecting our ability to utilize nutrients, rid ourselves of cholesterol, triggering chronic inflammation in the body, which is the cause of many chronic diseases and illnesses. So if you go back in our in our podcast you'll see that we have always preached to you that inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases. But I've been at fault in not addressing the gut issues of chronic inflammation. Yeah, you know, we've talked about enzymes. You know, I like Dr. Wong's lime enzyme the strongest one out there. You know, I like Professor Peskin's parent essential oils. You know, I like ozone treatments. But, you know, we have to really now add probiotics to this mix and keep our guts healthy. So probiotics are bacteria that line your digestive tract and support your body's ability to absorb nutrients. And they also help you to fight infection. And that's something. Ten times more bacteria than in in, in cells in your body. 10 times more probiotics in your gut than cells in your body. Your skin and digestive system by themselves host 2,000 different types of bacteria. Probiotic benefits have been proven effective in supporting immune function and healthy digestion, as well as gorgeous, beautiful skin. And these gut bacteria also produce vitamin B12 and K2. We'll talk about K2 next week because that's really important for our cardiovascular health. They help crowd out bad bacteria. There's been studies shown that uh, probiotics can keep out C. diff, which is a tremendously horrible infection, usually acquired in a hospital. The probiotics create enzymes that destroy harmful bacteria, especially that C. diff. And they stimulate your these cells that help you with immunity and most people get a great dose of probiotics when they have, when they come out of their mother's womb through the vagina gets into their mouth and ears and all over because it they come through the mother's vagina which has these probiotics it has these bacteria so when when a newborn is in the birth canal of the mother during delivery that's when they are exposed to the bacteria of their mother for the first time and this event then starts a chain of events inside the baby's GI tract and the infant's GI tract starts to produce good bacteria. Got it from its mother. Most people, including children, are in need of a probiotic boost due to the use of prescription medication, particularly antibiotics, as well as the high-carb high-sugar diets that we eat and the contaminated water. Speaking about water, uh, Environmental Work Group has just completed... Investigating water companies from different areas of the United States. So if you want to uh, see what your particular water, how good it is, and uh, if it's failed any of the tests that EWG uh, has run on it, you might want to go to ewg.org, that's environmentalworkinggroup.org, and search out the water section of, their, of that website. Because these chemicals kill off probiotics in your system, which over time... You know, will damage your digestive tract. So, Doctor Axe has uh, seven probiotic killers. They include prescription antibiotics, sugar, tap water, genetically modified food, grains, stress, and chemicals and medication. Uh, so, these are things that we can have some control over. And there's a a list of hundreds of things uh, that probiotics can do. They can even help you to lose weight. We talked about that last week. They can help you to live longer. And We'll talk about a little bit about that later. So, what are the side effects? Well, they can include diarrhea if you take too much too fast. So, start out with small amounts. Okay, you might even want to try kefir. I'm surprised many people don't know about kefir. There's even coconut kefir. It's a probiotic naturally that occur with coconut. Okay, they just ferment it. But start off slowly. And they will help to regulate the balance between the good and bad bacteria. Plus, most digestive experts agree that the balance of gut flora should be approximately 85% good and 15% bad. It's only when this re- re- ratio gets out of balance that you get what's called dysbiosis, D Y S B I O S I S, dysbiosis, which means an imbalance of too much uh, of a certain type of fungus or use of bacteria that's affecting your body negatively, okay? So probiotics do have a lot of uh, good effects on your body. Before I get rid of this slide here, let me just tell you that uh, kefir is really, uh, you know, this this fermented yogurt product. It's a really a unique combination of milk and fermented kefir grains, it's been around forever. You can have your, put it in your cereal. You can drink it. But as I said, start slowly, because it is fermented uh, by bacteria and yeast in the kefir startage. and it actually breaks down the lactose in the milk. That's why kefir is suitable for those who are otherwise lactose intolerant. Slightly acidic. But you'll get used to the taste. So it's really good for you. sauerkraut, well that's made from fermented cabbage, did you know that? Good probiotic, kimchi is a cousin of sauerkraut but it's the Korean version of cultured veggies coconut kefir like I mentioned earlier, made by fermenting the juice of young coconuts with kefir grains, great option of course good organic yogurt make sure it comes from goat for of milk, grass-fed cows should be the, the source of the milk. Miso, mainstay of traditional Japanese medicine commonly used in macrobiotic cooking. Miso has been a stable in Chinese and Japanese diets for 2,500 years. Do you know most Japanese begin their day with a warm bowl of miso soup because they think it stimulates the digestive system and energizes the body? Kombucha is an effervescent fermentation of black tea, raw cheese. So you want to make sure you, you pick your probiotic really intelligently uh, and uh, listen to uh, last week's uh, Show on, on probiotics because there's really only five strains that you really need. Although you'll see lists and lists and lists of, of probiotics, and of course, if you can get them naturally, that would be great through foods. Just briefly, uh, there there is a there was another article out that talks about uh, C diff and probiotics and how it's been studied by uh, Dr. Rothfield. And he calls his findings remarkably and uh, how these probiotics can help you against uh, C. diff and radiation damage. You know, I, and I could tell you all, there's lots of articles out about probiotics, but you know what? You just need it. Do some research. So he says taking a high-quality probio- high probiotic a day is a must and, you know, also put in some food there. Like kefir and yogurt and the foods we just talked about. Fermented soy. You don't want you don't want soy that's unfermented, it has too much estrogen in it. Okay. Alright, so you know about bacteria. They keep you healthy. Okay? And that's what probiotics do. They're good for you. Mayo Clinic defines a probiotic as good bacteria that are either the same or very similar to bacteria that are are already in your body. The Cleveland Clinic says that they are live bacteria and yeast that are called the good microorganisms because they benefit the body, specifically the digestive system. So mainstream is even getting on the bandwagon, okay, and having the same... uh, Line of how the digestive tract is involved with our immunity. Our second brain. Let's just go over a list I have here of things that kill your probiotics in your body. Overuse of prescription antibiotics, sugar, GMO, genetically modified organism, food, inflammatory gluten, stress, medications in general. Believe to hear this, alcohol except for red wine. A lack of exercise also is detrimental to your gut bacteria. And of course, like when, you know, people using the sanitation, the hand sanitizers all the time, just oversanitizing can kill your probiotics. Smoking and poor uh, sleep uh, habits, now, not getting your eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. So, I had an article here uh, on longevity and uh, radiation. Let's see if I can find it again. You know, I did talk, talk to you about probiotics and weight loss last week. So it, it's incredible when you do the research. It's, it's out there. Uh, gut bacteria of obese people can harvest more calories from food. So the you know the bacteria actually use up the calories. It's a cr- it's really crazy. I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, a simple thing like taking a probiotic every day or eating some, uh, drinking some kefir, or taking uh, some uh, kombucha or kimchi, or you know, it just wow. And the probiotics reduce the inflammation on leaky gut. We talked about that. You know, you, the gut but gut walls only one one cell thin. Or thick, And if it gets damaged and, and toxins start getting into your body uh, and they get to your vagus nerve and go to your brain, it opens up the brain and, you know, you can get Alzheimer's. Some people think multiple sclerosis is, is tied to a leaky gut syndrome. Uh, but there are many articles showing that probiotic and weight loss in humans. I mean, these tests were done in humans. They found that humans with more B animalis have lower Basal meta uh, uh, lower uh, body weight. Okay, daily ingestion of milk containing this animalis lactis significantly reduce the uh, body weight of individuals. It improves your metabolism, reduces the weight, waist and hip circumference, reduces belly fat. So it's out there, okay, and. The one that I am working with right now is, and I get nothing for this because I'm buying it retail myself, is the Megaspore uh, probiotic from uh, Microbiome, Uh, and I'm having great results with it. All right, so I can't find that article on, on longevity for right now, but I do have 18 foods that promote longevity. What do you think they would be? The first one is pure water. You, know, you need water and air. And uh oxygen probably is the most important because you only can live four minutes without it. Drink plenty of good good water. Um, one thing I wanted to tell you today is too, is about coffee. You know, if you drink it in excess, it's bad, especially if you add sugar or artificial sweeteners. But it's been associated with longevity. Research uh, on coffee, it can lower your risk for type 2 diabetes, Parkinson's disease, dementia, stroke, and certain cancers. It also helps increase the metabolic activity and numbers of beneficial bacteria in your GI tract. How about that? One study found that dark roast coffee restored blood vessels of the antioxidant vitamin E and glutathione, more effectively than light roast coffee. The dark roast also led to significant body weight reduction in pre-obese volunteers because the lighter roast did not. So just don't overdo it. Okay. Nuts and berries. We talked about dark chocolate with uh, Dr. Teitelbaum. Healthy fats like wild-caught Alaskan salmon, avocado, coconut oil, are definitely associated with longevity. And good organic vegetables, which are anti-inflammatory and have lots of antioxidants like broccoli, sprouts, fermented vegetables, tomatoes has a lot of lycopene and has anti-cancerous activity and cabbage. Okay. And what is the secret? The secret is because all, all these foods control inflammation. That is the Thread through longevity. You can control inflammation. Keep your stress down. Get proper amounts of sleep. Take your probiotics. Take your enzymes. You know, because as Dr. Wong said, when you run out of enzymes and you run out of dopamine, you die. So a good systemic enzyme. And your supplements. Uh, exercise. A good attitude of gratitude. Especially around the holidays is really the uh, prescription for uh, for our healthy long life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Dr. Ron here, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, sort of uh, had a computer blip here, and a lot of my uh, material just uh, went away, sorry to say. Let's see if we can get, find it back, uh, but we... You know, what I really wanted to get, the point I wanted to get through to you today is that probiotics has to be a part now of your of your routine. Okay. Uh, you, you, they are associated with so many positive aspects of longevity. So a good probiotic, probiotic. I'm recommending without just my personal recommendation, I'm not getting paid for this, is the microbiome product, Megaspor. Okay, so you might want to give that a try. And uh, next week, I want to talk to you about a new Alzheimer marine trick. As I keep thinking about uh, seaweed, I want to talk to you about what's happening with a pharmaceutical company in the uh, in the Far East that's just knocking Alzheimer's out in crazy. It's doing such great things with it. Uh, it's just incredible. I want to talk about vitamin C, too. You know, we sort of take that for granted. And you need that in your uh, toolkit to stay healthy and to live long. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. This is your host, Dr. Ron. Uh, This program is being recorded to play back on Tuesday, November 12th, Uh, just uh, to keep you up to date on probiotics. So, I think they're important. We will have more shows on this and... uh, After Thanksgiving, we will be changing our time so we can get more calls in through the day. Uh, I want to again thank Fred Balachi and his uh, book, The Restaurant Diet. It was an incredible read. There's two books of that series. Uh, If you find yourself eating out every night and not being able to lose weight, you might want to use his suggestions. Uh, And I want to thank... Tim uh, Berner for last week for talking to us about the microbiome of the gut, the leaky gut syndrome, the second brain, all the, all the immunity that's uh, contained in our gut. And uh, we will see you next week on the radio. Uh, we are not going to have any guests until after Thanksgiving, uh, but we will talk about structured water. We've had some requests for a urology guest, and we will do that. We've had suggestions for a guest talking about thyroid disorders, and we will do that. That's in the planning stages. Although we've had guests talking about it before, we will do a whole show uh, dedicated to uh, thyroid problems. And uh, uh, you know that uh, my feeling that most of us need some thyroid uh, because the thyroid, the way we check thyroid is not you're not really correct, and we need to have optimal thyroid, not just a quote unquote normal thyroid. And you, I have studied with Dr. Broder Barnes, and he uh, he really has written the the bible on thyroid disease, and we'll talk to uh, uh, a follower of his uh, after the holidays uh, are over so again thank you for listening Uh, really enjoyed being here Uh, sorry I can't take any calls today but uh, we'll see you next week have a great night ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to Dr. Ron unfiltered uncensored
0: with your host
1: Dr. Ron we are here each and every week thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule we bring you medical news that you can use Medical news that's up to date on drug reactions and interpretation of medical articles. We also have some great guests scheduled. So thank you again. Have a great week. Listen to us on Apple, Alexa, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher.
0: Ciao.